Yo, welcome to the Black Up Lips Podcast Media with the horseman at Black Up Lips <laughs> and the lady. Our guest today is Michelle Gallas from Guadeloupe. Hey, Michelle. Hey, hey, Nigel, let me ask you this. You know, Guad- is it Guadeloupe or Guadeloupe? Guadeloupe. No, I want to know what Nigel says. Guadalupe. I'd have probably said Guadalupe, but now that I've heard Michelle say it, I know how to say it properly. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I said. I was like, hold on a minute. I was like, hold on a minute. How is how is that we didn't know that it was Guadalupe and we've been saying Guadalupe um, for, the, for all our lives, basically. That's how the English pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, yeah, yeah, as you know, Michelle, being in England, whatever we say is the way it's supposed to be pronounced and we don't you know bend to anybody else's way or any pronunciation of anybody else we say literally what we say is goes you know <laughs> which, is, which is weird anyway we, me and michelle was talking offline a sec um uh-huh. by the way uh, michelle is the, the 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 woman with the slogan groove with me i love that oh yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> groove with me <laughs> i have my t-shirt too groove with me groove with me okay, okay. I, I love like that. that i like that, <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> so when, when i hear that i think it's like you know some 70s 80s like disco music groove with yeah, me yeah. <laughs> uh anyway so michelle was born in france and wait right i'm raised in guadeloupe yeah how, how old was you when you went to guadeloupe Oh, I was um, little, very little, like um, 18 months. <laughs> oh, wow. So you don't even remember being in France then? No. <laughs> and you never been it, back and lived there? Uh, I, I live all my childhood there. So since 18 months, yeah. In, um, yeah. And, and I left uh, at 21 to go to France. Uh, after I live in France and after I came in London. Also, you did go. Also, you live in France for a little while. No, I live about seven years in France. In France, okay. Um, what's it called? Where did you live? Uh, Paris. Oh man! So you're like (laughs) (laughs) now you're living. Obviously, now you reside in London, and I'm thinking Uh, myself. After I came in London, yes. Yeah, so you pick all the capital cities of each country. Like, so if you come to Germany, come to Berlin. So you're smart because I always said if I was going to move to another country, I would basically say, okay, I'm going to go to the main city or somewhere where it's really hot on the coast. You know, okay. obviously when I came to Germany, it didn't work out like that. I ended up in some small village somewhere. Now I live like in another small village and I'm like, this is nothing. This is not how I expected my life to go. So I'm a little bit cheesed off. But if I ever move again, so I can vouch from here and it real de Janeiro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Simon. Yes, man. What you saying, man? How's everyone doing? You okay? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Anyway, actually, before we kick off, man, I got a few. Um, before we introduce our guest fully, uh, I got a few um, beefs. You know, you know, I always write my little beefs for the week, uh, <laughs> and and it's come to our attention that there's been a song playing on repeat. And this is, I'm glad I got uh, Michelle here with us because obviously she's a music person. Um, there's a, it's called Super Lonely. Have you heard it? By Benny. 
No. You don't know it. Well, maybe it's just maybe in Germany. Play it, we're gonna know. Maybe. <laughs> oh, um, actually, no, I'm not gonna play because that will. Um, but anyway, it's a song that's out at the moment. And this girl, and this girl Penny, she's been doing. She's sep- she's 20 now. She's been doing music since she's 17. Yeah, she's been doing music since she's 17. And uh, three years later, like obviously, she actually started off doing something else and then went to music. And then three years later, she's got like a song that's pretty much I think it's number one or number two. And it's like in Germany, at least. It's got 100 million hits on YouTube. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And I feel really bad because obviously I've been doing music or I did music for maybe 20 years. <laughs> and I never made that. And I've just been thinking to myself, like, with a long lip, like, oh, my God. She's been doing it for three years, man. She's achieved in three years what I've been trying to do for 20 years, man. And then I just, you know, I'm, I'm having my soul and I'm thinking, what's the difference, man? What? The difference, I mean, I haven't heard the tune, but if I'm going to guess, you know, from if we look at history, the way it has been in music is if you, it's just two ways into the industry as far as I'm concerned, yeah, unless you are just like a, an absolute prodigy. But this is for, say, the, I don't know if the tune's great, you'll have to tell me or not, but say, for instance, it's a good tune, yeah. It's a good tune. It's a good tune. Now, the industry either facilitates that, so they're going to allow her to have a, a, a pass but if she's going to have a pass, there's going to have to be a reason. So, like, it's like this kind of Pizza Hut tune that came out, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken and a Pizza Hut. It, it was a gimmick. And that mm-hmm. gimmick, they knew, like, Crazy Shark would sell. And it didn't matter how rubbish that tune would have been. That mm-hmm. gimmick was strong enough to make that record label say, hang on. Because they're just planning on chewing them up and spitting them out anyway. So mm-hmm. it just depends on how much they like the taste of the gum and how, much, how long they want to chew for, and that's it. And then they're going to spit you out the same way. So that's how the industry works. So if you're going to be one of these people who are going to get into the industry quickly, there's two ways. You know, you're going to be an absolute musical prodigy where they just can't ignore you. Because if they ignore you, then maybe you're going to be sweeped up on just the, you know, they're going to miss out on online revenue, for instance. You're able to build a, uh, a quick fan base. And an yeah. example of that would be somebody like Lewis Capaldi. Mm-hmm. who's came into the charts now in, in the UK. I actually spoke to this guy. He was going to come down and play for us at the Windsor Theatre in Bearwood for 200 quid. <laughs> come down really? from Scotland. And, and now I was he's... trying to negotiate more money. This guy was amazing. And then he went, said he was going to do a tour in the United States. Uh-huh. And then he, uh, and he was going to um, get to some cool people. He didn't know how many people were going to attend these gigs. But mm-hmm. his, his, his viewing was going up. He'd just released an album and it was just taking off. So by the time he got to America, he had like 10,000 people looking to play with him, like to, to, to watch him play all over. And he only had small gigs on. He had to change it to like an arena sort of tour. And then he ended up going on stage with a girl. I'm trying to think, Jesse Reyes, her name is. And yeah. she was emerging just at the same time. Just like it, just the same story it's as him. Really. So story, she was blowing up in America, and she got to play like the Super Bowl or something like that, or at Madison Square Gardens or somewhere. And he mm. sang on stage with her, and then he came back to the UK. And I think they did the collaboration, like from from the United States and from England, not from, well from from Scotland. They didn't do it together like that, um, but they recorded a song, and then that blew up as well. And next thing you know, he's playing the FA Cup final, and he's number one in, and he's outselling the top 10 altogether, you know, with the other nine. So that's what you, you can be an absolute prodigy. Yeah, well, I don't know. Whatever it happens, it just makes me feel like I want to, like, just top myself. Sometimes I think to myself, man, you know, it makes you feel really bad because, you know, you've been doing it 
and you've been putting all your work effort and you know the sweat and blood and tears into making songs writing songs but this is a song by the way hold on i'll play a little bit well i've got something to say on that though It's like like a really cheesy. I, I know anyway. why. I know why that's made it because it is cheesy. It's, it's just cheesy. aimed at a certain it's a demographic. Song. It's aimed at teenage girls. It's all like, oh, you can you can almost yeah, you can almost yeah. see the video without yeah. seeing the video. It's a colorful, like, like, colorful yeah. and little little butterflies flying around <laughs> and little hearts, and she's skipping down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna send you a tune actually. Yeah, just I me. Just... <laughs> and that's what it is. The thing is, it it. it it has to be about the popular market, doesn't it? It mm. has to be, you know, how long, you know, we're big people now. How many cheesy songs have come out and got to number one? And you think, how the hell? But it's because it's been the right cheese at the right time. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember Stock Aiken and Waterman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they produced uh, Rick, As- uh, Rick Astley. Yeah. <laughs> every, single, every single one of their... Uh, rhythms was the same. The same. They even did some work with. Yeah, did some same. Um, did some work with Sybil. You can actually hear the drum beat in the background. <laughs> you could actually change the words and be singing. There are no fans to love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't work, yeah, it? Yeah. They find, they find so the format. They find the format. <laughs> I think. I think also most of the songs who can stay in the head of people have more chance to be on the, sh- on the chart. Yeah. Mm. You know, because mm. it's like a repetition. You know, it's like yeah. a brainwash. Yeah, yeah. And the more you listen to it, more you like it, uh, you know. So, and most of this song become number one, and then yeah. with the marketing as well behind. Well, and that's the th- that's the thing because they get a lot of the airplay. So you might be on um, in, a, in a in a taxi, the taxi driver's playing it. You might be at yes, home yes. cleaning up. It's on the radio, yes. not once or twice, but five times. So before you know, you're humming that tune, and you're like, yeah. I don't like this tune, but I'm humming it. Yeah, I like this. The thing is, that's the funny yes. thing is, I like this girl's song. That's the thing. I, I saw the video. And I was, <laughs> Instantly turned up. I was like, oh man, no. But I like the track when it comes on the radio. I'm like, yo, this song's kind of sick. And obviously, the radio's doing their usual play where they're yeah. um, playing the song about a thousand times an hour. And I'm like, yeah, come on, man. man dude. They, they, they know, man. They know. I've just sent you a track, I'll style, yo. yeah. And it's from a young singer who's from near rugby, actually. And uh, she, she's basically, she was basically looking for a bit of guidance and stuff. And I, I was helping her out. But you know, you just played that song that there. This yeah. is kind of that song that I've just sent you is kind of aimed at the same demographic. It's the same young people. Uh, it's aimed at you looking at literally young, excitable 12, 13, 14 year old girls who are going to dance in the bedroom in front of the mirror with the friends. That's yeah. what we're going for. And that is a huge demographic. That, that, that is the most popular demographic. That's why, you know, it's, 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 yeah, you'll see. No, hold on. Trying to get this to go, man. Did I mute this? Did I pause this? I have no idea what you've done. One second. <laughs> One second. Ah, oh, man, I don't know. My computer's frozen. I need a new Mac, man. Anyone want to sponsor me a new Mac? <laughs> oh, man. Lyrics are a bit empty. Yeah, yeah they're expensive, though. Definitely where it's going, man. Definitely where it's going. Yeah. 
Well, you won't get the lyrics confused at the um at the chorus. I promise you. Dancing. Oh, I don't think so. I think dancing. Where Lock this up, man. Let me say something. It, it, it sounds like the, the, you know, these two guys who were singing. Chris Cross. Cross. The kind yeah. of same vibe. Jump, jump, jump. I mean, like, to be honest, what I really liked about that was that, that was one of my difficult conversations, to be honest, because her mom asked me if I liked that song when she was about to release it. And, and you was like, no. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't actually like the song, but I see what she was doing and I see what they were reaching for. Basically, what I said is, look, that chorus, if you would have listened to it, it says jump about 26 times in time. No, mm -hmm. not even everybody now. Or, you know, clap your hands. Literally, they should have put a crisscross something in there or somewhere breaking it up. So it <laughs> jump, just wasn't jump, crisscross. Jump, jump. Yeah. Well, any, anything like it needed, it needed a little stocking filler in there just to try and break that up. And I just thought like there was a, there was a couple of vocal things that could have been picked up on, but... Um, she, you know what she was trying to do? It's really easy to see what she was trying to do. The kind of directly at a really popular market, and I think that that's what you were saying about you feel like you just want to, you know, sort of kill yourself over not being able to get <laughs> tunes out there and make it to the top. Well, you got to understand, these is that you're one of so many people, and you've seen my work, what I do. So you've yeah. seen the kind of talented people who are unsigned. Fierce you've seen competition, the man. Cream of the crop. And yeah. that they're all out there as well, trying to tap into the same market that you're trying to tap into. Well, not really, dude. I try well, and tap into another market. Well. I, I think, I think, like is, uh, Simon said, this kind of market is for the young people. Mm, yeah. So, or like me or you, uh, for example, I'm doing music. I'm not going to target people from 12, 13, because what I'm talking about in my song is more for people mature, like 20, yeah. 20 something like but i'm gonna study the market to know what these people like to hear you know what they're going through in their life and everything and make songs that relate to them mm -hmm. you know so i can't for example use tiktok but except if i want to be uh, like a doll and sing like a monkey like a <laughs> you know so, <laughs> we'll say that. Like, like that like that just, <laughs> just to be a tenor you know like uh, a mega stallion for example you know, uh, you just do a dance and everything to attract the attention. Yeah. yeah but but the thing I'm gonna sing is not going to be like people twelve, thirteen. They're going to listen to it. Except if I want to be like someone very commercial, mm -hmm. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. put like coffee words in it to attract both markets. So that's, yeah. this is how I see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Michelle, I want to ask you anyway because I want to go onto you. Um, you're a singer songwriter, <laughs> obviously. You produce, you produce yes. pop yes. music. But what I could, you said it's a mix, it's got a mix with trap, hip hop, country, dance, rock, and something called yeah. Zouk. Zouk. Okay, Zouk is from my island. I don't okay. know if Simon knows, Nigel is from Zouk. Zouk is from my island. 
So when I do a track, my base is pop music. Mm-hmm. But I like to do sound around it. So mm-hmm. I take I can trap, I can take hip hop, I can take zook, and everything's coming up. Like you know, when you are inspired, and you just put the sound around it and um, make a song with it. You know. Where you from? I love I love pop music. I'm from Guadeloupe. Oh, I was going to say that. I was going to say Guadeloupe or French Guyana. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I like to do my music like that. It's like a mixed thing. I'm not really like pop pop, but uh, it's true. My I'm I'm a fan of people like Lady Gaga, uh, Cindy Lauper, uh, Stevie Nicks. Okay. Um, a lot of white, white singers. Sorry. Oh. And uh, also, <laughs> no shame. Shatakan, Shatakan, all this uh, with Nelson. It's not a mix. I, I love a lot of genre. This is my yeah. problem. Yeah. So that's why to to move, I have a release coming up. I'm preparing now. So mm-hmm. to really focus, to foc- be focused, I have to choose a genre. Otherwise, I'm gonna be everywhere. Yeah. So I say I'm gonna be pop, and I'm gonna put some my some of my influences. Yeah, so, also, what I see about this Zouk. How do you say Zouk? Zouk. So Zook, Zook music Zook. is um is come from Guyana. It's it's um it's about it's a band, mm-hmm. you know, who create yeah. uh, create a kind of music uh, with a mix of uh, I think soca and eighty music, rocka from my island. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the best band is the name is Kasav. I don't know Kassav. if you know them. No. Yeah, they are the best. They are thirty years in the business now, so they're wow. touring all over Europe and everything. So if you want to hear. What, where Zook come from? You is there is a base. There are the reference to go to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it, there's a dance as well, isn't it? It's like a kind of like a. Oh, it's not, it, yeah. It make you dance, but not like a dance EDM. It make you like dance Caribbean, you know, like a kind of vibe, Caribbean vibe. Yeah. yeah okay. So, uh, <laughs> Niger's already yes. there. All I'm thinking of, I've got to say this. All I'm thinking of, Wayne, is your yeah. wedding. And Nigel outside the window, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nigel's giving yeah. <laughs> out, man, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, Simon, you know about this. You're in London. I'm sure you hear like some Zoom. No, Simon's, uh, Simon's in Birmingham. I'm in Birmingham. I'm in Birmingham. Birmingham. Oh, okay, sorry. So Birmingham. Right. No problem, no problem. In UK, yeah? Birmingham yeah, in, in UK. UK. I'm sure you're here somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah man, for sure. I know Key Zumba. <laughs> I know Kizumba. Uh, okay, so Kizumba is a kind of uh, copy of Zook. Okay. <laughs> you know what oh, he says that. Like, oh, yeah. like yeah, no, I don't attach my name to that. That's that. <laughs> I know she said it. Black Ops is not associated with Michelle Gallas. Move with me. That's him. M I C H. That's not me. Um. So yeah. Um. Let me see. Um. So you. Fro- so you. Is raised. Can you hear me? Oh, this is um Kasab. Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 that's very old. That's a one of the the, the hit. Now the, the 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 mix, you know, the sound. They still have the sound. Yeah. But now, yeah, that's the first hit they have. Yeah, back in the day. My, my uncle would drop some toe to that man. Uncle Errol. <laughs> it's like Calypso, isn't it? It's like Calypso. Yeah, yeah he drops some toe to that. Seriously, so, yeah, take yeah. off his shoes and everything, man, when he was dancing. 
the kind of thing like that. That now it's evolved a lot. It's, it's um, because there have been thirty years. It's high energy, isn't it? It's it's it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matter, you, know what I mean? but you have to dance, dance or move. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, Michelle, you know when you're writing a song, what where do you take inspiration, and what what kind of do you do, do you love songs or do you write about? Uh, my inspiration <laughs> is life, my, people life, uh, my own life. Mm. Or so, sometimes you watch anything on the television, you walk around, anything, you know. So. Do you ever write a song about happen, going it from? Can happen like that. It can happen like that, you know. So. Yeah. Did you write a song from going from France to England and from Guadeloupe to France? Did you do a song like this? I, I didn't do this because I don't think so. That I didn't. I didn't find inspiration to sing about this. To be honest, <laughs> I'm, I'm singing most about. I have a song. The name is uh, "There Is a Fire Burning in My Soul." Mm-hmm. Uh, another song is uh, "Money Box." I have another song, it's Change Your Life. It's different kind of topics, you know. So it's when the inspiration's coming. If one day my inspiration tell me to talk about this, I'm gonna do it. Okay. Not now. <laughs> so yeah. what made you decide to leave Guadalupe? Was it like purely music reason to leave? Is- Did you um Oscar, can you are you guys still around? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Yeah. What I was asking was, um, what made you decide to leave Guadeloupe to go come to Europe? Was it the promise of, well, whatever I, promise there is, apparently, in more opportunities, music, man? The thing is, the, I think in like the Caribbean, I think you're probably, I don't know, man. Depends if you're looking purely for music, I mean, for money, then maybe Europe, because you probably pull something off. But if you're looking for <laughs> vibe and, and a good time, then you, um, Definitely probably better off in like, like obviously South America, Brazil, Central America, even America. So, Michelle, what was your reasoning? To come, uh, oh, oh, you mean uh, why I came uh, in England? Uh, well, why, why did you leave from Guadeloupe to France, then France to England? Ah, okay. When I leave Guadeloupe for France, it was for study. Okay. You know, so to have a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm in love with that accent. Part- I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I love the accent. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. All parents, you know, they said that they shouldn't wait to have a better life. You know, that's all. Yeah. And then, and then you just fell into like music or something, or did you always have a passion, a drive for music? No, um, I I always do music, even in Guadeloupe. Mm-hmm. I was writing song and everything, but I never perform i never go out but i was writing songs and listening a lot of music and it's only when i came in france i did my first demo in france mm-hmm. and uh, i found the demo in london and someone in london loved my song actually and i say okay. and i say okay i have to go to london now <laughs> <laughs> so it was the love Just then i knew the love was something i knew it <laughs> yeah, that, that, I lived, yeah so i was that yeah but i, I was uh, Tired of France as well because France is not really an easy country as a black person. <laughs> is it? Wait, wait. Actually, saying that France is not an uh, easy country as a black person, but in France, I think it's very diverse. But I do know in like obviously France is a bit like England. They share the similarities where if they, the government says something to them, the France kick up stink. England's the same. If the government says something, they kick up stink. So. Yeah. What, what do you mean that it was yeah, kick up sting and it, you know? <laughs> protest. Yeah. Protest, yeah. Protest for people who don't understand the dialect. 
<laughs> so um yeah so you're in um you so you was in france and why was it more difficult there as a, especially you say it was because because you was black is it really more difficult um yeah because the racism in in france is more is less than uk in uk you you feel the racism but they're not going to tell you it's in the cover you know it's like a more i'd say the diplomat speak. yeah yeah. France, they're going to tell you they don't like you, they don't like you. You know, really? they're going to tell you, uh, you know, yeah, swear on you, things like that. And you can feel as well the, um, the problems. You know, it's not only for black people as well, it's Arabic people as well. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, there is a kind of discrimination. It's more, how I can say, you feel it more than yeah. in the UK. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I didn't like the mentality of the French people because. I, I was, this is my personal opinion, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sure, sure. So I think the French people are more too heavy. Mm-hmm. Too heavy. They're not free in the mind. They're too heavy. They are more. They are too much details. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So this is how I feel it. I live it. So yeah. yeah. I think it's also. I think it's also the same because you speak French already. Um, did they have I, a problem? That's my first language. Yeah. Did, so did they have a problem in France the way you spoke French? Because, you know, the French are very picky. If you don't speak French like they do in France, they're like, uh, what is this person? Oh, no, because um, in, my, in the island I come from, we learn French. French is the first language. Okay. So we have the education of France. Oh, okay. You know, so anything from France is we have. So when we go there it's like we're speaking it's like we are french but we are black yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> the thing is because i'm drawing up comparisons with portuguese yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are french but we are black yeah well i'm just drawing comparisons with like portuguese for example like obviously brazilian portuguese has yeah. kind of evolved so far away from the portuguese in portugal and they're like oh man they don't speak like obviously the portuguese in portugal they said don't the brazilian don't speak portuguese properly so that was deliberate though, weren't it? That was actually a deliberate thing. The fact that they wanted to teach, I think there's two basic types I had, of, yeah. of, of Portuguese and there's like, what the same way as we would learn to speak the Queen's English and have elocution lessons to learn to speak it the way, you know, correctly. And then mm. there's people who speak it like I do, <laughs> you know, like, or anybody else does, you know, like, which is colloquial. Well, it's, 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 it's pidgin English, isn't it? It's like patois. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the same thing. So exactly that. Well, obviously, you know, but a lot of the uh, Jamaican slaves were taught by Irishmen who'd been sent to Jamaica because they'd, they were basically criminals and got sent there to work on the sugar, sugar fields. Yeah. So they taught the Jamaican. So, you know, if you think of some of the words when you hear Irish speak and when Jamaican people speak, um, same with places like Barbados. Yeah. Um, people from Barbados sound like they're from Cornwall. Yeah. But like real West country twang, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Weird, isn't it? Yeah, so it's crazy. But that's how, that's how things seem to work out, man. That's how things seem to work out. Hello, Erica. Good to have you on the show. Hello. Actually, so so, so what, do you, what else do you like about London? Uh, uh, me, um, what I like, I like the diversity. I love the music, uh, life, especially the diversity and the freedom you have to think, to do whatever you want, to get dressed how you want, uh, to speak how you want. Uh, yeah, it's more free here, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's actually no British people in, in in London. You can ask anybody where something is and then no one can tell you where it is. Because <laughs> everyone's a visitor. Yeah, a tourist. Everybody, literally everybody up in there. You're not a tourist who live in London. They're too busy. <laughs> they ain't talking. <laughs> yeah. 
I'd Sorry. like to ask Michelle, I is think she I have a problem musical? With my connection is frozen. Sorry, I just wanted to ask if your family was musical. Do you have someone in your family that, or many members of your family that have the musical gene as well? My my father is was a manager of artists. Okay, okay. Uh, now he's retired. He's retired now and living in USA. <laughs> Orlando and my 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 uncle, my two uncles are uh, instrumental. One is a saxophone player, another one is playing piano. Wow. Okay. Oh wow! They inspire you then? Would you say? What did you say? I didn't hear. Would you say that they inspired you? Were they an inspiration to you in getting into music? Okay, uh, I'm gonna make you laugh. The first person to make me want to sing is Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> Like a virgin <laughs> struck for the very first time. Exactly. <laughs> Show so, I was a fan. I was a fan of Madonna crazy. Now I don't like her like before, but I I was a really, really fan of her. Every every CD, everything. I love her too much, but yeah. Madonna. Could someone give me an equivalent to Madonna who was like way better, who you could have probably looked up to? I don't know. Celine Dion? No, she was, was she around that time? Madonna is her vibe though, isn't it? Is it, it was Madonna like, is an icon. You can't yeah. even you say, can I? That's like saying, oh, who, who's better than Michael Jackson? It's like, what, you know. You compare Madonna to Michael Jackson? No, I'm saying, well, what I'm saying no. is, if you look yeah, at Madonna as, a, as an icon, I mean, I remember Madonna when she came out, I was in junior school. Yeah, you think we're still talking about her now? Mm-hmm. She's an icon. There's nothing you can say about Madonna. That's true. Yeah, because That's she's true. still here. You Even know, when she falls she's still here. And everything. <laughs> Pardon? Even when she's falling off the stage and everything. <laughs> Wait, the thing is, she's, she's still making money yeah. and for stuff that yeah, she released. Yeah, yeah, released yeah. when you was at school. You know yeah. what I mean? When you yeah. was at nursery, whatever. So she's got money, man. She did. Oh, she's she's an icon. <laughs> can't, can't knock it. A couple of bucks in her pocket, man. I think. I think. I think Madonna. And Kylie Minogue were the worst two musicians that I could ever know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. Kylie Minogue wasn't a musician, okay. she was a singer. Yeah. Madonna, she's most respected as a businesswoman. Than yeah, that's, yeah. Now that's yeah. somewhere where we agree. Madonna was the best. She's, yeah, she's more as a performer and a businesswoman than a proper singer. Yeah, so, yeah. You're not going to compare Madonna with Celine Dion or Mariah yeah, Carey and everything. Yeah, that's true, but as an entertainer, performer, businesswoman. Robbie Williams would be a good example of that. Because <laughs> Robbie Williams hasn't got the best voice at all, and he knows it, but he knows how to sell his exactly. brand. You know, he, he knows how to build his market, and his market's pretty big. Like, Robbie Williams probably made more than all the take that together, you know. Actually, yeah. I don't bother write songs, but I mean, in general, like, this guy's made his money, man, and he's, he's got a career even still now. If Robbie Williams released a song tomorrow, he would do well. He would do mm-hmm. well because he's always kept that bass there, and from when he left take that, he was like, look, I want to make a certain type of music, and I'm appealing to the masses, but I'm going to try and go big. You know, and he released stuff like Angels and he released, you know, Rock DJ and all these kind of big songs that are just like culturally in this country. They're massive. You know, it's it's, it's insane. And that's what Madonna did at a time where she was more business savvy than anybody around her, literally anybody, because she kind of like Mm. 
went out to do it on her own. Like people thought she had daddy issues and this girl was like, no, I'm on a mission, you know, I'm just gone. And she, she, she offended deliberately. She, she, you know, aroused deliberately. She, you know, Jesus, Madonna. Yeah, like I say, but even like I say, doing those sort of scenes, you know, for like Virgin and all these different things and, and uh, Papa Don't Preach and all, all these songs that she's doing, um, like in churches and putting really controversial things in her video. She did it to just create a talking point, no matter what that talking point is, she just needed people to talk about her. And she was very savvy with who she associated yeah. with and the circles that she mixed with. If you read up about her, like, like uh, Michelle was saying, she was a very, very astute and very clever business, you know, business person. Mm. Okay. So, um, Michelle, you, do you have a record company? Do you, I think that I've read that somewhere in your profile or you have at least a record publishing Okay, yeah, because um, nowadays um, most of the artists that want to stay independent, mm -hmm. so and and we most of the artists now to be self-publisher, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that means you are in control of everything you do, you know. And um, this is what I did because I tried to do a label back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't work out for me, so now I'm more focused on myself as an artist. So I'm mm -hmm. learning all the business as well. And uh, it's about two or three years I stopped to do music and I just focus on the, the business side of the music. Mm -hmm. So I know now I'm more self-publisher. I mean, in music, in every music I do, uh, I control it from A to Z, you know, yeah. and uh, I'm learning all the process of music quality as well in distribution and everything. So, yeah, yeah it's quite a long process. <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> I, like, I remember when it's I started. Hard, it's yeah. good to know because... Uh, uh, there is a lot of things I didn't know back in the day, and uh, thanks to I have a group on Facebook as well. Yeah, uh, I network with a lot of people from music business from all over the world, and I learn a lot with all these people because they are working in the business 24 hours, and uh, they open my eyes a lot about all these um, mechanical royalties, royalties, and yeah. there is a lot to know we don't know. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> That's where you lose all your money because there's so many middlemen taking little cuts and by the time it gets to you you get like you make a hundred uh pounds and by the time it gets to you you get a tenner or something you're like oh no where's all my money gone because 90 percent of it's been cut sliced up and diced you know to everybody else absolutely criminal yeah, yeah. <laughs> really so um guys you got any questions um i'll just say, I, was, I was curious to think uh to ask michelle what you know when you're making music in in france or in england was it received better in England or in France or is it better received online to people from all over the world seem to enjoy it? Like, where is your main fan base? To be honest, um, I do, okay, I did some song and most of the songs I, I, I like, I don't, back in the day, it was from US, the people from US they like. Mm -hmm. And after I have a big break, because I didn't do music since a few years, and I come back in 2017 mm -hmm. to do the music in 1819 to learn more the business side. And now I'm on my way to release a song. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in a mix and a master now in USA. I work a lot with people from USA. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, my son engineer is from USA. Uh, the, the promotion company I'm going to use to release is from USA. Mm -hmm. And I put a song as well on, on um, just a test on us and spotify and i have most people from usa so i don't know maybe it's from usa <laughs> but uh, i don't know i don't know 
stay away. What, um, what about you, actually, yeah, Alice? So, yeah, but I didn't do a lot of reels in UK as well. I don't really do a lot of in UK. Time to time I perform, but uh, not all, you know, so. Okay. So what was you going to ask me? I was going to say, like, um, when you was obviously doing your your music, yeah. where, was, where was the majority of your... your, your the part? demographics. Yeah, because obviously you... Ah. Did, I I'm asking Al Stadio this because he did a lot of songs and, and a lot of different genres as well. I mean, doing a lot of dance tunes with Serena yeah. and piano um, bits. And, you know, you did a lot, didn't you, Al Stadio, at one point? So I was just wondering... I think mine was really sporadic, you know, it was like all over the place when I think about it correctly. Uh, there was some interest from America and then there was Europe and um, some like, like if I look at my um, page now, my page that where I did this remix of, um, what was that song I did re- the remix recently? Drake, Drake yeah, the, um, no, no, no something, man, no guidance, no guidance, that's it. Um, and I'm seeing that just go up and up and up and I'm like, what the hell? But I'm getting like all these pings from like Africa and a lot of African people and, and people are, are sharing it. I'm like, huh? What's going on here? So at the moment, I'm, I'm in Africa at the moment, but um, back in the day, it was like Europe, America. And I think I'd rather now market my music towards Africa and Asia and stuff like this because I feel like that's where we get more love somehow. I don't know. Maybe so, it- Not only that, that's where I'd like to take it. I think just in, in general where the trend is going, that's where a lot of inspiration's coming out of as well. Yeah. Like so much is coming out of Africa and not just in terms of like the music which is vibes in now, like Afrobeats is huge. But mm-hmm. what people are realizing is, oh damn, like Africa isn't one place. So when the vibe's kicking off in Kenya and then Nigeria says, hang on, don't, don't forget about our vibe. We've got a vibe of dance and everything as well. Like and yeah. that's happening all over the place at the moment in Africa. So People are heading to Africa, but they don't know where to go because it's like, I think all of them kind of latched onto the common thread of like, we need to have some, like a vibe that's just going to keep people dancing. They all understand that. But then what they're doing is like mixing like different traditional dances. I watched a video on YouTube and it showed you basically the, 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 the dances that people would do in the nightclubs in different countries. Yeah. yeah. In Africa. A, yeah. Yeah. Or whatever it is, yeah. And I was watching this thing and I was like, literally, like, each of one of those dances should be celebrated in its own right, you know. Hey, they've got moves, man. They've got yeah. some moves, though, bro. I went to see uh, Black Coffee. Um, he's a South African DJ. Worldwide, mm-hmm. big guy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm there, man. I'm shocking out and I'm looking around me and some of them are dropping some foot. All different <laughs> angles. Their feet are going at all different <laughs> angles. I'm thinking, why? <laughs> Seriously, mate. Proper, proper. Well, we've, we've been... Um, it's it's it, it's like it's like it's been a secret because music's been done in Africa for years. Yeah, sure. It's only in the last what eight years. I mean, Akon was the kind of big name, but there's been bigger people coming out of Africa than him for a long, long time. Boosie, mm. um, you got Capo, the Capo. Obviously, you got Black Coffee. There's seriously, man, some of the tunes. I think Heavy. the thing is though, it's, it's it's the value that you attach to something, and this is the problem, you know. Until somebody, you know, when somebody grabbed a diamond out of the ground, until somebody said it was worth anything, it was just something pretty, mm. you know. And it's the same with like with with music, you know. Like you, I've got the, you know, one of my favorite artists in the world is a guy called VJ Kishore. Now, when I listen to this guy sing, I could break down in tears. I could feel every kind of which which kind of emotion. And he's got one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard in my life. Mm. And he's been seen by record labels and all kind, but never had this deal. 
There was nearly one in place once, but never had the steel. And I listen to crap on radio all the time. And I'm like, how does that work? And the reason is, it's because somebody hasn't attached a value to what VJ is doing, but they have to what this is done. And this is, it's the same, like I think, you know, with Africa, until somebody says, wow, your music is amazing and it has a value, then they're not going to be incentivized to keep making it. Not really. And that's what I mean. I don't think they care. Let me tell you now. Well, they won't. But what the, you the capo, they, they, they've got enough people in Africa to buy their music. I and mean, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying too. The capo had a, an album out. It's called Genesis Child. And as quick as it was on iTunes, Apple was as quick as it's gone. So what a lot of them are doing, they're retaining their control and they're saying, right, that market can have it for a bit and then we'll take it back. You know, and if you think about it, they must be making money because if you're an artist and you want to just keep sell, sell, selling, you wouldn't lock any country off. Yeah, but that no. album now, you can't get that album. You cannot get your album come out last year. You can't mm. get it in Europe. You know mm. what I mean? So to me, it's like an album's wicked. <laughs> I think. So I think I, it's so. I think from where we're sitting, we're thinking, "Oh, poor old them. Don't worry about that. They're doing all right, mate." I yeah, that's poor old them. I just, it depends on their marketing plan. It depends on what mate, their marketing plan is to, is to other Africans. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that no type of people there, man. I'm not saying like because I've definitely got a plan. But like I say, when, when we're talking about them going for like the European markets, they. I don't need to. No, a lot of them don't need to, but a lot of them will try and play that now because it, because it's an online game as much as it is anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. else online doesn't specify like Africa. It doesn't it doesn't cement itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think the thing about that is well, this is what I'm saying. Where like I'm, when I say they'll play to it a bit, when anything's trending, doesn't matter where it is. Like it doesn't have to be like who's watching the African market. It's just what's trending in general. What are people watching? Yeah. And then people gear more towards that. We're all sat here now on a podcast. You know, and I watched, I read something the other day that says in the UK, now there's 7.1 million people per week watching podcasts on a regular, listening. On a regular basis. That's just yes, the, yes, yes. the exponential growth of the podcast over the last 10 years, more so in the US, but now reaching here. And now it's sort of, you know, even more so now during a pandemic where people can be at home is a trend. And that trend is going to drive a lot of things. The same as COVID now, the sale of masks, it's trend. It's driving a trend. Now, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, not this is why we get crap music in in, in the charts. <laughs> it's the same reason why we'll have a load of masks flooding the market. But I, I think crap music as well. You can't escape, you know, because it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you said, that that like the trend. You say when everything is everywhere, some people are like sheep and they follow. You know, so crap yeah, yeah. music. If you you switch off. You switch on t your television or your radio, you hear the same song. How can you escape? You have to still listen to it yeah. or you switch off. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't, I don't subscribe to the notion that there is actually crap music, to be fair, because I think someone somewhere likes a song. Look, yeah, man. Listen, no, there, there is, because I'll tell you why. Because when there's... Like what? There's no, dude. Like, <laughs> no, there is. I'll tell you why. No, I'm going to get passionate with you, bro. Don't make me get passionate with you. Oh, we're going to go. Right, everyone, everyone, I'll tell you why there's crap songs. Because if look, the song can have a good formula, as in that, that recognized formula, which is the hit making formula, it's going to have the right chords. The blues. Yeah, but are we basing a song on a, on a hit or a song on a song? Because let's be honest, how, much, how many songs are out there which that you'll either crap. hate or love? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a matter of perception, it's a matter of taste. Yeah. There's 7 billion people on the planet. Yeah. You only need 0.001% to even think, yeah, man, that's all right. And, then the, and you got a hit. And that's a number, so... That's a hit. That's a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah there are crap <laughs> songs. Yeah, yeah. To, 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 there are crap songs to us. 
Yeah. yeah. Somebody else is going to love that same and That's what I meant. That, that's yes, what I yes, 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 yes. And, that's and also describe some... Describe some people have died. If people wasn't died, <laughs> this is record level would not invest the music is rap music, you know. Yeah. So because I know that cell, you know, it's like a six nine, you know, the last yeah. track on. Everybody says shit, what the guy is talking about, what he's singing, and uh, they don't understand him, you know, but he's selling, he's making it's selling. Yeah, you have a record deal. I think you have a record deal, I don't know, of 10 million or something, 1 million, I don't know what, uh, advance, yeah, yeah, apparently, and he's still, he's still in probation or something, in, not in jail, but he, yeah, he's free yeah. now, but he's still in Africa, yeah? and uh, he have a, yeah, he have a new record deal, so they don't care, he yeah. sell, he sell, it. Rap, sell rap, rap. that's it, yeah. uh, you know, you've only got to look yeah. at the different genres of music, Yeah. and if you, you know, and there's certain genres that we will hate inherently, we will just hate them, yeah. But some people love them genres. Hard, hard, hard country music. We could, we could name loads. But Hillbilly music. It's all about the numbers, baby. It's all about the numbers. Well, I think it comes down to basic marketing. I think if you market, you can yeah, market marketing. a piece of, you could market a piece of doo doo on a shovel, man, and you're gonna make money. Trust me, man. It's marketing. It's gonna, it's gonna have an, it's gonna have a value to it. Yeah, doo doo on a shovel can have value. Huh? Doo doo on shovel and a shovel can have value. <laughs> Somebody, trust me, hey, tr I don't believe nothing anymore. Man. This world is crazy enough. You know? Just last week, about a Welsh company selling fresh air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fresh air to the American market for one pound a bottle. So that person in Idaho, oh, that lovely Welsh air. Yeah. Oh, Probably premium. Oh, is it still in the bottle? I didn't know the body. I was like, it's premium. Suck it out. <laughs> Anyway, going back, um, uh, Michelle, do you, do you ever learn an instrument? Do you play an instrument or? No, 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 I don't. Yeah, I, I wish, but I think I don't have the patience to learn. That's not true. <laughs> I have no, too much no. in my head as well. But, but it's not this. Uh, um, me, um, you know, when you do, sometimes you have sound in your head and you yeah. just, the producer, what to do, you know, and you hear something and you say just you know, I prefer to work like this and myself to I have too much thing in my head <laughs> okay that's special than to learn an instrument that is the thing though when you're when you're creating I mean I used to mess around with like Ableton and God what else and I used to mess around with all kinds of music things and, and you're right sometimes you wake up and you think ah and you have a song or a rhythm in your head yeah. and you're trying to like write it down but you can't rep back then there was no iPhone and that there was the only thing you could either have was a dictaphone or to actually just draw the words on a, bloody, on a piece of paper and, and hope that you remember the rhythm in the morning. But yeah, yeah, creativity, man, it comes to you at all times, doesn't it? So I think, I've, I think I've lost many yeah, songs that way. You know, I've got, I must have like, I can't sing at all, but I must have like 50 or 60 voice notes on my phone. Yeah, man. I'm sat in my truck driving and I'm like, mm, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yo, bad boy, I'm getting that down straight away and that's getting real. <laughs> Try to replicate these beats. Try to replicate these beatboxing beats. Oh yeah. <laughs> what was that, Michelle? Uh, Simon, Simon, you can even if you don't know how to sing, you can create your own style with your voice. Yeah, yeah that's you know? true. Yeah, so remember, I, um, Simon. I told you because, yeah, because some people that do like house music or trance music, they just talk, yeah, or yeah. they find a way to speak or the the express yeah, yeah, the voice. You don't yeah. have to be a singer, uh, you know. <laughs> Do something. Thank you. So, I, I remember that. So, <laughs> when you introduced me to Sigur Ross, 
and they don't even sing. They're like, oh, yeah, like some cats. And I was like, what that? But he sounded good. I was like, oh, I like this. Seagull Ross in the life on a song called Leon. Seagull Ross. I'm not gonna put the cigar off on cigar on now because my, my computer man. Nice, you stress man, dude, man. Don't give me no stress. I'm not put it on now. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it later on. Yeah, let, let, oh, let, so, let. so Michelle, do you do you um? So is, is music full time for you, or do you work? Do you, have you got a job as well? Oh no no no, that's my dream, music full time. Yeah, no no no. <laughs> <laughs> what's it? What's your day job? What's your day job? Oh my day job. Okay, I'm I'm a security ladies. Okay. Okay, so you do like typing and admin and them kind of things? Security. No, I'm security. Oh, security. Yeah, secretary. the same, yeah. Security lady. Security. You're too refined to be a security lady. Where, where do you... Um... I work in club. With, uh, club. Okay. Okay. On, on the door. <laughs> it's just a doorman, man. You kick your butt. <laughs> Not tonight, no, lads. I think I'm the eyes to watch everywhere to and watch, after I call yeah. help. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. Oh, that sounds awesome though. Do you feel as though that's like another link to the entertainment industry for you? Is that why you chose it? Uh, yeah, I, I shoot this job because it's more flexible in the hours. Yeah. You know, and, uh, also, club, you can, yeah, it's true. When you're in club, you walk in club, you can see the crown, you can listen to DJ. Yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah, you see how the business is working sometimes. I work in the club, um, Fold. I don't know if, for people in London, they play um, a lot of house, techno, electro music, mm. and there's a lot of DJs coming from all over the world. So you can which, see which, how they do their business. Which you know, part of London? Which, part of London, yeah. Which part, which part of London? Which Islington? East, East London. Oh, East, East London. London. Town. Yes, 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 yes. East London, man. Gangster. Town, man. <laughs> oh, well, you, need to, you need to get to West London. That's where you need to get to. West London. Yeah, if you can get there, you, you're banking. <laughs> but, and, and you, won't need, you don't need to, you won't need to do music anymore. Just work for the people in West London. West London, then you'll be good. Okay. That, that, at, least that's, <laughs> at, least that's, at least that's what I believe. But um, security, you find thing is I've I've done security for a long time, and security you find a lot of um, intelligent people are are doing security. People who would like the flexibility and and are able to like because obviously I always say to people do if you want to do something on the side, but your job doesn't work out, go into security because you can most of the time you sit in the office all day doing nothing, so you can pull out your laptop or read a book or study the industry. You know what I mean? You can do that like for hours and ends that's how i got like my tefl my um um oh what's it called my my um network engineering um diploma and stuff like this because i was just seeing that that's the whole time and i was like okay i'll just learn this i'll just learn this learned how to program websites um write c plus plus html you know i did all this you know while i was at work it's like you've been afraid so i've been paid you just use the, you just use the job to pay your bills you yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> or, or educate so, yourself. It was a thing in your head and it was a goal in your life. So you just use it just to pay the bills. Yeah. That's all. You know? So yeah. Yeah. Is anyone <laughs> got any more questions or? I think the lady is. We are two ladies. Only me talking. I want to see, hear the voice of my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, been distracted by little little. Okay. 
he's a if you might have seen a hand appear <laughs> as it often okay. does but um yeah. the, i think the main thing for me was is music for you such a passion that if you can make anything from it if you never could be heard which i wouldn't wish for you obviously i would want you to be promoted yeah. and worldwide but if that wasn't the case would you still continue to make and continue to write music okay uh, me i see the music business not only the, in the side of music only but the business side as well mm -hmm. so i cross the finger to to be successful in my music and i release i sell and i can make a living on it but it doesn't happen i still want to do to work in the music uh, and uh, music business uh, i used to help artists before i give up because because they make me give up on them <laughs> so, so i can attest to that <laughs> yeah because uh some artists it's a horrible story <laughs> look yeah, at simon so, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so but um <laughs> yeah, so it's, 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 there is a lot of things you can do in the music business. It's not only about singing and not be on the stage. There's so much. The teacher, so teacher's good. Yeah. Uh, teacher, teacher, music. <laughs> no. No, not for you. <laughs> Why is that? What's wrong with teaching? Because um, I'm learning the business now of the music, and I, and I, for me, there is a lot of things that must be changed. Mm. And I don't think I can change it because it's a system have been done since years, ages. But there is a lot of fraud, a lot of unfairness, a lot of black box. Royalty, for example, artists, a lot of things. There's still, in, in one word, one sentence, there's still the artist. That's all I would mm. say, in all domains. And I think that is really not good at all because we are the one who create the music, we are the one we are doing the music so why we have to be treated like that you know so it's mm. only uh, killed, you know treat, um, the product of music and that go to other other for example other uh, what i say other industry you know they don't treat it like that mm. you know so but music is is complex it's complicated in the royalty system and how mm. the artists get this money it's a lot of things, you know, is and it's, it's I don't understand why it's like that. This is why <laughs> if I can change things, I will be the best it's, one. It's, it's, it was set up by probably the same guys who set up the capitalist system. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that someone at the top makes the money for doing the least amount of work. Yeah. And the person sure. who does all the work, you know, they make just just enough so they have to keep working. So I think what it used to for me, like, you know, obviously I worked in the industry for a little while now. And obviously, there's a, there's a lot of problems, like Michelle just said, it's complex. Um, but for me, there's a lot that you have to rise to, to just get to the crust. And that crust is literally the musicians who are making the money and the musicians who are, are making a lot of money. It's still in a very thin crust. <laughs> you know, there's a big difference between what they earn, but them opportunities are so few and far between. That it's this, that's what I'm saying. There's a, a saturated market of talented people there, an industry that doesn't need to show musicians any respect. Because if I turn you down, there's 10 people waiting behind you and even more behind them. So it doesn't really matter. I don't have to treat musicians with respect, even good ones, because we're blessed with talent, especially in this country. We are blessed with talent. So I can go out there and find artists who are industry ready all day long, 50, 60, 70 in front of you right now. But none of them, if like, or probably one or two of them, would get a 
and that's because I don't need to respect and then like I say for, for people like Michelle for people like me even working in the industry Wayne anybody like that we have to just basically do everything for free or very little money until you get that yeah. opportunity and then when it comes and the money comes then it's like a snowball where it does actually keep on generating you know i know people yeah. i've got on that ladder and then because it's when they've reached a certain level of recognize not recognizability or whatever you call it where recognition recognition that's the one thank you for saying the german and it the german yeah i'm so tired as well <laughs> uh, but yes yeah, so they've got a certain level of recognition and and that recognition allows them now to be attractive to other people who want to exploit that and that mm. is as simple as it is and when they're exploitable exploited when they're able to be exploited then that that's you know it's i'm having a bad day and that's where the problems lie you know that's why we can't break through because there's nothing to break through into mm. and then the doors that are open are open almost on demand they're not open for a certain amount of people to come in it's almost like we're opening the door right you in you out that's it shut the yeah. Door. yeah 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 well, well the thing is i mean obviously with, with the digital age i mean if you think about it it weren't 30 years ago that you either had to get a CD or vinyl and that was yeah. the only routine. So you had to have money to put down. You had to do all the A&R stuff, go and visit all the offices, send off demo tapes. So it's actually become easier now to kind of That's get true. your music out there. Yeah. But it's become harder now because more people can do it even more yeah. now than yeah. ever, at, any, at any time in history. Yeah. More people now who can just turn on a computer, throw together a couple of beats, get their sister to sing the lyrics and put it out there. Yeah. Now, whether it's good or whether it's bad, you know, it's, it's debatable, but it's crazy because it's actually opened up this door of anyone can get into music right now. Yeah. Well, that's a double-edged yeah, sword, isn't I it? Think, Go on. I think as well is a problem of exposure because um, a lot of artists want to have exposure and then especially art like Simon's illustrated mark, too much ice out there. We weren't getting that. Oh, get business is done. That when, when you, for example, something I don't understand, you sell uh, one song on iTunes, they sell it like 99 cents or 99, I mean, less than one pound. I don't understand these things. And it's not the artist who put the price, it, it's the iTunes it's, who decides that one the song is the price. Distribution so I, don't, I don't understand. Distribution yeah, channel. So all, all. that's where you give away your money because if you think about it, if you've got a company who've got 50 million people who you can access, yeah. they want they want to make sure they get their cut. What what what's the percentage that um Apple take on iTunes, Wayne? Because you've got some stuff on iTunes, haven't you? Uh, you know, I don't. Thirty percent. How much? Thirty percent. Thirty percent. Thirty percent on That's more than a label. Yeah, but they offer. They say they make it no, open for everybody. Yeah, sorry. If you sell your your music on iTunes, they take thirty percent of all your sales. <laughs> criminal. So well, make- well, well. You say criminal, but think about it like this: What would you pay to get in front of every single every single iPhone user? But the thing how is, much, saying that though, would, how much would that cost you in terms of iPhone time yeah, money? They were saying that though you're not in front of every iTunes. No, no, you aren't, but you're on that distribution. You're platform, on the you? yeah, you're on the platform, but the thing is your music is stuck under like like a fish in the sea, literally. Oh um, yeah, well that's, that, that, well that's down well, to you, that's down to your market. Yeah, that's that. So what is they well, offer me to put the whole up, problem? If I can cut and just say that is the whole problem and what 
everyone kind of is getting around to saying in their own different way. It's that double-edged sword. It's what I was saying about their value as well. Until you are recognized, uh, you've got that recognition. And that means, I'm not on about like 10,000 followers. It won't cut it. 10,000 followers won't make you any money. 50,000 followers won't make you any money. 100,000 is still not going to make you anywhere near the money you need. We are talking million plus to be, to be anything that they're interested in. And even then, what you're talking about, 20 grand? You know, something like that. And, and even then, yeah, that's okay. Simon, I follow you, yeah, but that is not that because I can go to my website and sell music. Why I can say, okay, I don't need to and I don't need all this. I'm on my website, buy my music, mm. stream my music, on my everything. I don't need iTunes, I don't need Spotify, I don't need to yeah. my own price, I don't need everything. Why not? But because all this iTunes and Spotify give you more exposure, more access mm. easily. Yeah. So yeah. you have to spend a lot of in marketing and promotion to say I'm here because yeah, they're already worldwide. They're already worldwide. So they're more easy to use them than for you to spend all the money to say I'm here, I'm here, you know. You are right in that. And that's the, like I say, that was the other edge of the sword because yeah. at the end of it, it's like you, you have to do it anyway. It's pretty much what you're saying. Because if you don't do it, you are, you, you, there's no way to be recognized because those are the accepted ways to market that yeah. in the marketplace. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, like Nigel said earlier on, um, everybody had to, you know, make a demo tape. They had to make something, put it onto vinyl. They had to get it into. Yeah. But the difference, it. Yeah, the difference between then and now is everybody knew where the promised land was and what it looked like. It was the labels. That was it. That was the, there wasn't another route. You know, you can have a white label, see uh, vinyl go out and maybe it'll go out in the clubs. But I mean, it's very, very difficult. You might be a recognized DJ then, or, you know, have one, you know, one tune that will go around the clubs and do well. But to get famous, to get rich, you had to go through the label. Now you don't have to go through the label. But now instead of having one recognizable avenue, you've got maybe five or six. So then you have yeah. to try and do all of them you can't choose yeah. because you don't know which one's going to work for you so yeah it's itunes it's on youtube it's on Bandcamp, it's on all these yeah. going on online shows, radio shows everything and trying to do yeah. everything you can so you are now yeah. your own promoter you're your own manager you do all of the work yourself everything. and then when you're when you've hit the, the the promised land of enough people are watching you now the record label will try and swoop in. Yeah, finish product. Tell that finished product that they're no yes, longer yes. finished products, and then they'll break you back down into what they want, so they can mash you up and say, "Well, we need to do that for you. We need to do that for you. We need to do that for you." <laughs> Take and your money, and we'll give you a little ten thousand advance, but you're in debt for a hundred grand. We'll catch you in a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. criminal man. Is All that found right, got... it? Is that has that been your experience, Michelle? About what? Like, about going on all of the platforms is that how you feel that okay, um, so i've been i've been studied this business and, and even if people say you have to be everywhere but there is some platform you have to choose more than other you know because uh, it's depend on your target market and as well and you need to to know where the, the target market of your music is they're going if it's not facebook you're not going to spend money on ads on Facebook or be there. Mm-hmm. If they are most on Instagram, you're going to go there. If they are on TikTok, you're going to be on TikTok or Snapchat or different, you know, you have just to study as well to do 
a kind of market because the proper market research we can't do it it costs too much money yeah. but if you test the music uh, and you just put the music one way and you see where the people react more after that you can decide which platform you're going to focus more that's and, smart that's actually really smart. That's what I was thinking about. I'm going to do, a, I was telling Bajor the other day, I'm going to go and do a test on, because I've done Twitter, no, I've done uh, Facebook and Instagram. I'm about to do a, a little campaign on Twitter to see what happens with that. I will have the free biggest, obviously Google banned me, mother effers. Google, if you listen to, listen, if you stop, allow me to come back on you. Why did they ban you, bro? I had, I had something running on my website which was kind of banned but I didn't realise and they kept telling it me it was a crypto mine yeah, it was this coin yeah had. yeah that's what it was but, but um, basically you go on his website and his website would then use your processing power to mine cryptocurrency for him yeah but I forgot that I put that on and, I, and like it was only because you you Nigel you told me to take it off and I was like oh yeah I'm going to take that off because it would just it was just on my site for nothing hey, it will, and they banned me man they called me a hacker <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing because that, that yeah. hacking program it puts software on other people's computers. Yeah, and then because you didn't make the software, you don't know where that data is then going. Good, honest, re- responsible news. Come here to Black Ops. Yeah. <laughs> you might jack up your computer. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's this guy, but there's no more illicit programs going on your computer. Slow down, brother. This. I'm going to tell you again, slow down. <laughs> okay, i got two more questions just quickly before we wrap this up. Um, uh, to Michelle. Michelle, uh, you've been a great guest. Do you have any plans to perform live <laughs> in the future? Okay, at the moment, uh, I'm still in the process of and performing uh, when my music is finished, yeah. I'm Definitely. still waiting my music because of all this COVID-19, my son engineer have been a little bit delayed. So I'm just waiting for everything to happen. And after I release it, so company, a music from company, I have a plan for my single. Mm-hmm. And uh, progressively and uh, according to what's going on, because with COVID-19, you can't really go to perform everywhere you know it's depend on the venue as well it's going on yeah. so i will plan you know all of that and if i right. do of course i'm gonna put online gonna watch me <laughs> yeah sure yes. um and the last question is where did you call the slogan groove with me groove, groove with me where did you call the slogan oh. okay so um back in the day my the record label i wanted to do uh, first, I wanted to do was Groover Records, mm-hmm. and after there, and I threw a slogan "Groove with me." And and on my Facebook, I say "Groove with me, Groove with me" all the time. Every time I say something, yeah. yeah. And now, even in the street, uh, in the street, I have someone who call me "Groove with me." I say, "Okay, well, <laughs> the slogan is love, and <laughs> like it. so I just love the word groove. I don't know. There is something I don't know. I just like, yeah. it's a nice motto for life yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what do i have the best music's never heard that's all i had i've been using that for years the best music's never heard or the best music never heard yeah um anyway once again thanks a lot for being with us michelle you got anything you want to promote um okay um what i want to promote um uh, my website you know i have a lot of preparation and started to go to see because things are at the moment. The only thing I can say to you, if you love music business, to go on my group um, is uh, Music Business Grooves. 
and I'm posting a lot of uh, information about the music business, what's going on and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, article, video, and I have about 500 numbers on it. It's growing, yeah. growing, professional and everything from the business. So if you want to join this group, why not? You're welcome. I'm a member already. Please send, uh, send, send um, Estalio the link and then we can put it in our group as well so we can spread the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Yes. Uh, no problem. Great, great. Yeah. Uh, so, Nigel, you got anything to promote? Any seminars coming up? Please let me... Uh, no seminars, but uh, my program is open. So um, I'm working with business owners, small business owners and startups who want to get better at doing their own marketing because they don't want to pay for it. Um, I've got places left. The price has just gone up. Oh, get him while you can because he's going up again in September when my video course launches. So that's love sales, hate selling, Facebook group. Yo, (laughs) Simon, hit me with something. Right. So we've been quiet for a little bit. Time to let the cat out the bag. Um. So as you guys will know, we've been working with our sister, sister channel Red Pill Media. And we're going to be putting out some uh, some content very, very soon. We've recruited some really good writers and amazing people who are going to contribute and put some great media out there. And we're going to be sharing that in this group and we're going to be sharing stuff in that, from this group in there. So, yeah, we're going to have a great collaboration and some stuff that with me and uh, Al Stalio and Nigel and hopefully Erica we're going to all put together as well. And you should enjoy that real soon. So keep your eye on Red Pill Media. Great. And Erica, last but not least, I'm trying to unmute you. Yes, hello. <laughs> it's baby, she just doesn't want to sleep. Uh, yeah, just say stay blessed. Nothing to promote except for like. <laughs> All right, guys, you know the drill. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Download our app. And um, yeah, come in the group, the Facebook group. All the links will be below. Yes, thanks for being on. And we'll dance out to the music as always. See you later, guys.